Yo, you are going to want to stick around for this one. You're going to love it. We have Adam Bird on the podcast, another veteran that's going to be talking about his journey, him being a father, um, starting his own companies, and now helping out other podcasters as well. So today's going to be a pretty dope episode that you're going to be able to hear listen to the message and just really see extract the growth from him and say hey you know if adam's able to do it we can do the same thing let's get this guy have you ever wondered why winners keep on winning when you look at those people and all they seem to do is win when they find ways to win when things get tough that's the winner's paradigm the winner's paradigm is simply recalibrating your mindset so you can achieve everything you dream of your definition of success in life. On this podcast, we interview those winners. We ask them how they got their wins. We talk about trauma. We talk about adversity. We talk about work ethic. We talk about lessons learned. So you guys can have those tools to be able to recalibrate your mindset. My name is Alundis Havens. I am your podcast host and the founder of The Winner's Paradigm. I'm going to be taking this to new heights so I can be able to show you guys exactly what it looks like when you detail your journey and be able to get those answers from people who have been there and done that this is the winner's paradigm let's get this hey adam thank you for coming on the show today um i really appreciate you taking the time to be able to come on you know and talk about your message what your goal is i love your mission brother so with further ado would you give us a brief introduction of who you are what you do um and from there everybody would be able to know a little bit about you brother hey man first off i appreciate you having me on the show i'm excited to be here uh like you said my name is adam bird i'm the founder ceo of uh organization called Heroes Media Group, as well as HMG Beverage and a slew of other uh, things that I got my hands into. I am a uh, Army Guard veteran, uh, did a deployment in Iraq in 2003. Um, also, I was a single parent for many years. Um, just kind of like your over just I'm just like your average guy, man. It's like I'm really like people ask that question and, and it's weird uh, being on this side of the mic. And I just tell people like I'm just just normal dude. That that is awesome, brother. Thank you for your service. And um, yeah, let, let's start with the first, the military background. I know yeah. that you were in. Um, what did you do? You know, what kind of happened from there after you transitioned after going on that deployment and everything? Uh, let's see. I got in kind of a little bit late. I took a year. I got a year into college and, and then didn't have any money. So I was like, man, I better get a job. So I joined the National Guard. <laughs> it was like, uh, all right. So I joined the Guard, did that. And this was in 1998. So I'm kind of aging myself a little bit. Um, and then did the deployment in 03, was there for the initial push uh, in Iraq. And, and got out in 2007. I was, I was in for a couple years after the deployment. And when I, when I was transitioning out, it wasn't uh, – at the time I was in an instructor's position. I was, I was helping train new recruits, get ready for basic training and stuff like that. The national guard had a program like that. So that's what I was doing. That's my awesome. initial MLS, my initial MLS was a, a transportation. I was a truck driver and I was, you know, I was licensed to drive any wheeled vehicle that the military could have. And, uh, that was, that was really it. And when I, when I was transitioning out, it was kind of like, I was kind of bitter to be honest with you, because I had planned on, retiring and it Absolutely. wasn't working out in my favor. It wasn't working out that way. And I, I just realized there was, I was getting injuries. I was, wasn't getting anything that I really felt like I wanted to 
move forward in my career with. So I kind of felt like maybe that was God's way of telling me it was time to do something else. And, and, and also at that time, I was a single father. I had custody of my son. And at that time, he was about four or five. And uh, I liked being a dad more than than anything else. And they were, they were gearing up for another deployment. I didn't have a family care plan. So it was kind of like, this is my time to get out and just be a dad. So that's what I did. That is awesome, brother. And I can definitely agree with you on that one. Um, for me, I went through the same injuries as well. You know, tore the majority of the cartilage in my right knee. From there, you know, pulled off a meritorious sergeant board. You are nothing type deal. You know, you're on the shelf. And it was like, Sergeant Major, you know, I was in a, uh, a squadron, so a smaller unit. And before that, I was an operations chief. So E6 position, I used to have yeah. those conversations to it. So now realizing it, yeah, you know, um, E4s don't have conversations with sergeant majors like that in closed doors, but I had that opportunity, you know, so it was getting to know him face to face. And then him five different times, you know, was like, Hey, you're not going on the board because of this. You're not doing something because of this. And I was just like, why am I watching everybody else getting promoted around me? When at the same time as I'm more qualified, I work my ass off every day. I've been recognized as that. I got my Navy and Marine Corps achievement medal saying exactly what I did when the new boss came in. She wanted to discredit everything I did, right? So it, it was from there. And then when it comes out, it's, oh, you're not fully healthy. And I'm like, right. well, you don't need to be healthy to run a physical fitness test um, for a promotion board because promotion boards don't have physical fitness tests. Well, you never know. I'm like, no, Sergeant Major, that's not what happened. You know, so it was one of those where I kept hearing um, all these things as well as the injuries to where it really lets you question that value. Like you said, you know, where you're like, is this really what I want anymore? In my case, you know, I couldn't stay in last three weeks, how to figure out moving on. So I loved how you touched up on that because I can definitely relate. And I was so frustrated at one point in time from that to where it seeped into it. Now um, I'm a father as well. So it's awesome being a father. And I definitely seen that, you know, my wife's in the Navy and it was something that was like, yeah, I don't want to have a child while we're, while I'm in because I want to be able to be there. I'm tired of having duty, you know, and that wipes me out for two days because I'm one of those, you know, stays up more than 24 hours and messes up their clock. And then I just can't sleep. I'm irritable. And I'm like, I don't want to be doing that around the kids. Um, right. So how, how about that? You know, running into being a single father, you know, in, in, working in business, how did that kind of work and how were you able to manage your time in that sense of making sure you were able to work and then separate that from spending time with your son? There's, you know, there's a thing called, you know, uh, work home life balance, right? Exactly. And, 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 and it's like, oh, this, it's this magical formula that's out there. And that's, it's so BS uh, because there's no such thing as a, as a formula like that. You just have to put what your priorities are. I, I've had, you know, I've, I've managed to work in my civilian career. I've worked for Fortune 500 companies and have made it up the ladder into, you know, uh, management positions at those organizations at a, very, at a relatively young age without a bachelor's degree at the time. When I decided to leave corporate, um, it was my son was getting ready to start junior high. He was playing sports. He had a lot of extracurricular activities. And my mindset was, I'm not going to ask somebody else's permission to go to my kids' events. I'm just not doing it. Absolutely. And, and from a financial standpoint, those of you that are listening, that's not financially 
responsible at all because it's it it's just not. I I have a tendency once you get to know me, you'll realize that oh, here's a hard way of doing it. Adam's going to show us how to make it harder and then accomplish it, doing it harder than what it really needs to be. It's like ass backwards, I guess you could say. So, and that was just it's kind of been my way all my life, but I walked into my last corporate job that I had was in 2013. It was on April Fool's Day, April 1st. I walked in and I quit. And I've never quit a job before. But at the time, I was doing my manager's job. And uh, it had been going on for about six months. And I was just sick of it. So I, I finally pulled the trigger. And I was like, you know, I've had successful businesses part-time in the past at that point. And now it was time for me to, all right, if I'm gonna, if I'm going to do this, I need to jump. I need to take that leap of faith. I gotta have the right mindset, and now's the time to do it. And it, it wasn't easy. I woke up the next morning like <laughs> I got a job. I was like, I got no money, no job, and somehow I felt like I was in the right spot where I needed to be. It was just faith, you know. I, I it, you know, call it God, universe, whatever, whatever your, your personal belief is, my personal beliefs, I, I believe in God. So for me, it was God telling me this is have faith, you'll get by and you'll get to where you went. But you have to keep a positive mindset on that because, you know, it's the huge. devil's out there and the demons are out there and they're going to, they're going to, they're going to, you know, toy with you and say, oh, you can't do this or you can't do that. Like, you have no idea who you're talking to. Like, I'm going to do this and I'm going to do it better than you thought I could do it, you know? Um, so that I think that was the, the the big thing is when you're transitioning out and you're not really sure of the unknown, that's where you have to really kind of dig deep within yourself, have that positive mindset and and you have to you have to have faith. I think that's the biggest the biggest thing. Oh, that that is huge and and I hundred percent agree with you. I felt like that, you know, when I got out of the Marine Corps, went in, did straight commission on a job, and um that was really sink or swim. It was also tough because I knew I, I had some skills skills, but again, you know, that's my first actual job outside the Marine Corps. Um and it was, you know, one adapting to how I was gonna be able to work that job, have that family, be able to go to school, and then two being able to learn how to com communicate with civilians again to where it was right. like, I can't say certain things, you know, or in our case, military, you know, we have a certain style. We're a little more aggressive sometimes in our conversations. Um, and it's not that we are, it's just the way we talk to each other. You know, you bring me a problem, I bring you a solution. solution and from there it's, okay, you know, why don't you want to do this? Well, this is better. And it was first realizing is, okay, you know, maybe we have to take that step back. We have to figure out the way we're communicating um, luckily I was able to figure that out later on. And then from there moved on from that position because it was just, I was putting too much on my hands and that was my problem as well. You know, was, was taking so much in because again, you know, once you hear those thoughts and it's like, you can't do it, it's too much. And then I, in my head, I'm like, yeah, I can. So let me just load my plate even more and then right. we'll see how I can do. And from there it was, you know, definitely great learning experience. I don't recommend it. I wouldn't say load your plate with more things. Um, but now what I'd say is you definitely can find that balance. And that's why I loved asking that question was, you know, that work life now realizing it with the little one is like, Hey, you know, I really got to be there. I got to help my wife so she can have her time to do what she needs to do. And then from there, you know, relax. And then, Hey, I got two hours. Let's make sure these two hours are productive. Silence my let phone. Me, let me, let me back into something real quick because I want to reiterate something. It's like, you know, the, the, 
the work home life balance. I made sh- like as a single parent, like you, you really don't have a choice. You're kind of, I don't want to say forced into it because I, I would not change what I went through. My son's in college now. Like that's, that's awesome. You know, and, and, and it was him and I since, since he was two, you know, he's going to be 19 in a, next week or in two weeks. And I would not change the way it happened because it, 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 uh, because we have such a great relationship now as he's turning into a young man uh, and whatnot. But the balance is, is you work and when you come home, leave work at work. And when you're home, be present in that. And I think a lot of people make that mistake. And when I say leave work at work, when you're home, be home. It means when your kids are awake before they go to bed, that's their time. That's family time. That's the time that you need to be home with. When the kids go to bed, if you have a side hustle or you're going to school or whatnot, then you can go back and focus on that stuff. Don't do that when they're awake. Don't cheat them out of their time. And and a lot of people are probably going to disagree with me. I'm going to rub people the wrong way saying that. I don't care. I mean, that's, that's, that's how, that's what worked for me. And when I was home, it was focused on my son until he went to bed. Now there were times where I missed events because I was trying to grow the business. So I'd have to be out of town for certain events and, and stuff like that. That stuff will happen, but then you make up for it in the back end by spending a Saturday going to movies or, or, or just hanging out doing nothing or, or binge watching, you know, whatever, or playing video game, his favorite video game or whatever. So again, the, the thing that I see, I see a lot of people, that are entrepreneurs or business owners. Some people are like, you got to work, 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 and maybe you get a little bit of family time. And that's fine. If that's what's important to you, that's your goal. That's fine. To me, family is always first. So if that means I'm sacrificing money that it could have been made to do this or to do that, well, oh, well, it's just money. I can't take it with me when I'm dead anyway. You know what I'm saying? I love the way you said that. And that's huge, brother, in that case. You know, I'm, I'm definitely realizing that now. Um, and, and I'd say with me growing up, it was kind of the same thing. My dad was always grinding, 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 you know, working, selling something. And it was cool, but it was like he was talking to me about sales. And then now it brings in a concept where one day he wanted to talk about organic leads. And it wasn't about, you know, where organic leads originated from. It was just like what the term organic leads means. And he was going into like, a whole hour conversation on that. And I'm laughing because I'm like, yeah, I know what the organic leads are. You're just getting your own leads. Like, how are you doing it from Google? What kind of Google ads? And I'm like asking these questions. He's just going down his path. And I'm like, you know what? You know, that was one of the things is he never separated it. And for me now realizing it is like, hey, I got to do that. And then for me, I did that same thing. Now it's push, 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 because that's all we know um, to where my wife had to tell me is, hey, you need to calm down. And it was, you know, at one point in time, me and her were doing so much to where it was, we weren't even watching any TV, Netflix or anything. Um, but her love language is, you know, quality time. And for me, it's like, I don't want to watch that. But I had to realize is, hey, you know what? Let's watch this movie one day. Let's do that and take that time. Because if not, you know, that's where we're going to have problems. That's where we're not going to connect. Because again, yeah. me, that that Energizer Bunny's just going boom, boom, boom. And then I lay down and I'm like, oh, I forgot to do something. Let me go hop back on the computer. And then I'm like, Two hours later, you know, contributing that. So I definitely applaud you, one, for being a single father doing it. 
Um, and then two, you know, executing and now being able to give that guidance there, brother. So I really appreciate that one. And what would you say, you know, from what were things that you learned in the military that helped you when you did transition to starting your own business? So you were able to become successful. I think the biggest one everybody can say is leadership. Absolutely. You know, you learn, you learn leadership when you go, as you start from a private and then you work your way up and, you know, you go to, uh, NCO school and, and, and you, you learn more of an advanced leadership there as you as you start making the ranks through, through, uh, as a non-commissioned officer, I was an enlisted guy. Um, so I, I, I would say leadership. The other, other thing would be different classes and stuff that you take, you know, you learn how to speak in front of people learn, which I'm still not very good at, but whatever it, uh, you know, <laughs> you know, um, just lead any type of leadership courses and the chances to lead like a class, small stuff. Doesn't have to be like a flag folding. I'll never forget this. I had a, I had a first sergeant tell me I had to teach a class and he says, I want you to teach an hour long class on flag folding. I'm thinking, how the hell are you, you idiot? Like, how, how are you going to teach an hour long class on flag folding? And it was just the art of, go through the history and it, and it was, it ended up being about 57 minutes long. Once I got it dialed in and he helped me with it, but he, the lesson that I learned from that was like, you, you, you could take something so simple, like folding a flag. And, and to us, it's not, it, it's not, it, I mean, it's, it's easy to do, but it's not meaning there's so much tradition behind folding that flag, what that flag represents. And when you're folding it, depending on whether you're folding it for, you know, Reveille or you're folding it for a funeral or, or what have you, it, it's, there's meaning, there's emotion, you know, behind that. And you have to present that out. So I, I would say leadership and any chance that you got to, uh, opportunity that I got to teach a class really help in the business, uh, the, from the business side of it, I think that played a big contribution to me moving up into management positions as early as I did and, and getting certain um, certain jobs that I got uh, prior to just starting my own company. That That is awesome, brother. And I definitely love how you said that. For me, I actually ran into that when I was a corporal. Um, and, and this was year two, you know, I should have known how to fold the flag. I did it once prior to that. Um, and I was on duty, like we said, Reverly. And one of the lieutenants was like teaching us all over again, Hey, do this. Somebody dropped the flag. They looked at him. Whoa. You know? And, um, it was one of those things where it was like, you know what? You got to realize the actual history. Like you said, realize what it means from there. Know it. It's okay. You know, and that day was kind of funny. It was a great teaching learning point. Um, it was hailing outside, you know, crazy winds, cold. So you're getting drenched going out there. You don't want to do that, you know, trying to salute. And it was like, normally they could easily said, Hey, we're not going to do that, but it was more doing it. And then creating that discipline to say, Hey, we did it, went inside, we still folded it. Um, but it was a great learning point for me as a corporal then to realize was like, Hey, you're in a leadership position. You need to teach more, you know, and if not, let's show the significance behind it. So I definitely love that answer there, brother. And, and what kind of led you to start podcasting um, and being able to help out other people that were having those questions that you originally did? Well, I, uh, I got into radio around 2010, 2011 timeframe. 
And I was, I, I, at the time I was working for uh, an education institution and I was teaching people, military personnel about their education benefits and how they can use them. GI bill post nine 11 yellow ribbon, all that stuff. Right. And, That's uh, awesome. I, it started off as a, like a, as a once a month as a guest and then it turned into a bi-weekly and then it was weekly and then it was, hey, I can make a business out of this because I can't say certain things on the on the tra- regular old school radio, you know, because the FCC you know, manages that stuff. And the guy in the back was tired hitting the beep button because my vocabulary at the time was not as uh, diverse as it is now. I'll just put it that way. And um, a lot of four letter words is they didn't get you in trouble very quickly. Totally understand. So. <laughs> I was like, hey, why don't we move this online? And I had a business partner at the time. He was a, a battle buddy. And um, we started just doing a Saturday show for like two hours. And we did that for, I don't know, six, seven months. And then people started asking me, hey, I want to do a podcast. I want to do what you guys are doing. And this was, this was before they were called podcasts. They were like internet radio talk shows and stuff. And um, I remember that. <laughs> we, we, had the, we had the first inter- all-veteran internet radio network at that time we were the very first ones to create one we had we had a couple of shows that were on the network and that lasted about three and a half years um and we did very well with it we were very successful with it and then um we kind of you know me and my partner at the time had different ideas and directions that we wanted to go so we had shut down that company and the next day i i started what uh, company I have now called Heroes Media Group, and we opened it up to not just veterans and military, but firefighters, first responders, educators, and then uh, there's a clergy piece in there as well. And I've been podcasting now since, like I said, about 2011, 12 time frame, and I've got over 2,000 episodes that I've been directly involved with, whether I've produced, been a part of, or or what have you, but I've, I do a lot of the, I started off doing a lot of the production side of things for, for other shows. And then, uh, from that led us to expand into audio books and transcriptions and, and all that other stuff. So I have a full staff now that That's awesome. we, help, we help other podcasters get exposure. We help other podcasters sound better, get what they want out of it. And, and, uh, I got a friend of mine that I talked to today. He was a Navy officer and he's, he's got a podcast and he's like, Adam, you're kind of one of the OGs of, of veteran podcasting. He's like, you were the reason why I got into it. He never told me this before. Kind of compliment, but he was like, I got into podcasting because of you after I heard some of your episodes and I've had, I don't know, probably four or five different shows that I've hosted over the years. And, uh, I do one now called the decision hour, which is kind of an educational type show. Uh, because I think we can learn from each other, right? Absolutely, um, and we make decisions every day. So that that's kind of that's kind of how it all stemmed. The podcasting side of it started from just doing it myself and, and making a lot of mistakes, and then learning about editing, and then offering those services. And I've, I've created a a very successful company around it. That that is awesome, brother. And, and what would you say? You know, is one typical thing people are struggling with that you're helping in your network to be able to get them some exposure. Consistency, myself included. You got to be consistent and you got to be in front of your audience. And I think a lot of, and interact with them. People, the misconception about like, you know, people get so caught up on numbers, like how many downloads did I get? Or how many of this or how many of that? Well, let's say you have a hundred people that listen to your show. And 
on average, you know, there's probably 10% of the people when you post on social media, less than 10% are going to see your actual post. It's probably closer to four or 5%, if that. So out of that, you probably got out of that, we'll say 4%. Out of that, you probably got one or 2% that are actually listening to your show, right? So you have mm-hmm. a baker's dozen that might listen. So it's a numbers game. How do you manipulate the algorithms to get people to be involved with it? You, what you want is, yes, you want listeners and you can get that. And I'll explain that in a second. But what you really want is you want people to engage with your content. You want people giving you reviews. You want them emailing you, asking questions. You want, you want that engagement from your audience. Because if you have 100 people and 75% of them, are engaging with you, it'd be easy for you to sell a bottle of water. Hey, you need to go out and buy this bottle of water. Out of those 75, probably I'd say probably 50 or 60 of them are going to buy that bottle of water. You could have 10,000 people and less than 1% engagement. What would you rather have? I'd, I'd rather have the 75 people that I know if I say something, they're going to go out and buy that right now as opposed to, you know, a handful, a dozen, you know, number. So the biggest, I, I, and I say all of this because you'd ask, you know, how to, what, what's the biggest misconception or people have a trouble with getting more exposure. They worry too much about the numbers, worry about the content that you're putting on. I don't even want to say worry. Let me back that up. I don't like that word worry. That's you shouldn't worry. First off. Good point. <laughs> put out, put out content, be positive and interact and ask your, get your, ask questions. You know, there's social media. I mean, we all got these damn computers in our pockets that we walk around with. There's so many ways to engage with people now. So engage with them. Ask questions that are going to get people to respond. It's going to take time. So you have to have patience. But you got you got to have engagements with, with your people. And, and being con- and in order to do that, you have to be consistent. So that's kind of my long-winded answer there. I love that one again, because that's something I'm experiencing as well. You know, it's having people get engaged and then from there learning new products, um, doing little sound bites so you can be able to see, have people click on it and oh, boom, you know, it's right here for me. So from there they can hear, you know, what exactly is going on. You know, it's it's crazy because I had this conversation earlier today. I remember when I started off, there was maybe four or five companies that you could do stuff with uh-huh. back in, back in my day. Now there's, you know, 50 to a hundred companies that you can host and, you know, do these internet. It's like, it blows my mind because we, we used to do it on Google Hangout and that's when Google was still attached to YouTube and you splice the two together and there was like a four second delay in between the two. And, and it was just like, oh my God, it was, it was just setting it up was a pain in the, you know, pain in the backside, but but it was you could do lives were easier at that time, or, or it was it was not necessarily easier, just different. Now you have all these companies that oh, I see this niche, we got to do this, or we're going to be the next one of this, or we're going to be the next one of this. I don't I don't get caught up in all the noise. I don't. It's just you do what works for you, what you're comfortable with. That would be my advice to anybody that's looking to podcast or start podcasting. That's another huge breakthrough. Um, because I, I feel that as well, you know, as we try to be something and then even though like like in my, my show, I talk about early on, you know, kind of the flawed mindsets to where I lived in a box, how to realize things. 
have to be able to, to step away and realize like, hey, I need to grow. I need to learn new concepts because there were certain things that I wasn't able to understand, right? Mm-hmm. So that was when you know I began challenging it, learning it. And then from there, I said, hey, on the show, that's what we're going to talk about. You know, is we're going to talk about how people had to recalibrate their mindset so they can achieve what they're looking to do. And then from right. there, give them the steps to do it. You know, and one of those ways is by reassessing ourselves and saying, hey, you know, are we living up to what we want to be? How does this work out? In your case, you know, you absolutely did that. You moved on from your job, started your company, now helping yeah. other people do that. So that's awesome, brother. And it, it, thank you for that. I, I appreciate that. And and I think, you know, the big thing is you got to make time for yourself throughout the day. You know, if, if your mind gets, and, and I'm guilty of it, let's be honest, like I'm, I'm human. Okay. I'm not, I'm not this, all oh, this guy's been doing it for a long time. I have been doing it for a long time. That's why I'm, that's why I'm telling you guys this. You have to make time for yourself. I, as long as I've been doing this and I've been very, very blessed to be uh, successful at it as I, as, as much as I've been, you got to make time to you know go for a walk, go to the gym, meditate, do yoga, um, read a book listen to soft music, you know, what have you. And that's you. So that's one thing. Watch. I'm going to take the music thing for a a second. You got to watch what you're, what you're feeding yourself. What are you feeding your soul? Right. You know, I'm an eighties baby. You know, I grew up listening to the hair, Metallica, like, wow. You know, like when I'm at the gym, it's, it's like, you know, all the, the hair bands, metal, Stuff because it gets you pumped. You're gonna lift weights because I'm old and like I feel like I'm 20 still. So it's like, oh, I'm gonna, you know. But then as soon as I leave the gym, it's like, you know, Mozart or like like polar opposite, (laughs) complete 180. Like what the what the hell does this guy have? What happened to this guy? It's it's polar opposite, and and I force myself to do that because it puts you in the right. It puts me back in the right mindset of okay, I'm going back to work on one of my businesses today. I got a, a meeting, so I want to I want to get my mind right. How do I do that? What calms me down? Sitting up straight, deep breathing, listening to soft classical music, and just breathing, doing deep breathing exercises for 15 minutes. That works for me what you guys need to do is find something that works for you to put you in a positive mindset like attracts light there's that book the secret there's a a slew of other resources out there you want a really good book uh napoleon hills outwitting the devil you know everybody knows everyone knows his uh, think and grow rich book not a lot of people know the outwitting the devil he sits down and interviews what he deems as the devil that's mind blowing stuff. And that really will help you start creating your own mindset to get you when you start slipping into, okay, I'm starting to get angry. I'm starting to get frustrated. I'm starting to do this. It's not helping you. Then take a step back for a few moments so you can get yourself back on the right path. And that's all with the mindset and what you, and what you do. You got to find something that works for you. That, that's a good one. And that hits me in the heart right there. Cause I'm the same way, you know, when I'm in the gym, it's heavy metal, it's Slayer, Black Sabbath, you know, going down all that, going crazy, bringing it into the newer, you know, metal. And from there, it's like, that's there, but I have a rule, you know, once I get in the car, either dead silent 
or yeah. you know, for what I do is I'll switch it up, either dead silent, and that's where I'll have that self time. Where I live about five minutes, but sometimes it's ten in the morning, so I love that. So I'll just sit there and kind of think. Or what I'll do from there is listen to a podcast, and I'm like, hey, how am I going to apply what they're saying today to life? You know, what am I going to yeah. do? Um, how am I going to close some more deals today? From there, or even um, what I used to do is I would um, at my lunchtime, you know, start bringing up courses that I'm on, you know, and just start listening or watching sales videos. So I'm like, hey, I can learn new topics that are going to help me so I can apply it. Right. So great point there, brother, is, is decompressing. I'm huge in that decompressing and then feeding yourself with that education. Um, what I like to do, and I'm not going to say, you know, right now we got a little one. So the schedule differentiates. So like you said, you got to be consistent. And um, for me, it was like going to the gym at four o'clock in the morning. I'll tell you for a fact that has not happened. If I could do that once, twice a week, I'm happy, but it's tough because we'll get up or whatever. My wife will take care of it for the most part. And then I'll help out. And it's like, I'm just dead tired. You know, I stayed up late the night prior. So I'm like, there's no way I'm sleeping from 12 to four. Like I used to, I need to take care of my body, you know? So I'm like, all right, at lunch, I'm going to hit the gym. Okay, cool. You know, that's my time to do me. I'm going to get it all out there, get back in the car, relax, go home, you know, and repeat. But um, brings a great point, you know, is, is you got to put that time in. You got to figure out how to kind of regulate it. And then from there, you know, get in, count those wins. Um, so last thing I'll leave you here, brother, is what would you tell somebody who's currently right now working on themselves to recalibrate their mindset so they can be able to achieve that next level? That's such a great question. The first thing, so there's a few things. The first thing I would do is, is you have to have faith in yourself. And the second thing I would say is, is jump. You know, people want to have a better mindset, they, but then they don't take the action to, to do it. A lot of the times I think what happens is people stand on the, like, I want you to envision this. And the listeners, those of you that are listening, I want you to envision this. is like you're standing on a street corner waiting for the crossing sign. So it's, so you could safely cross the street. Meanwhile, you're watching life pass you by all your dreams, everything that you've ever asked for out of life or what you want, but you're too afraid to, to reach out and grab it. Why? What's stopping you from having everything? Cause it, you and I are no different mm -hmm. from, from my neighbors to, to anybody. Else. Everybody has the world in the palm of their hands. You just have to grab it. You have to make the now. That's not saying like, oh, well, I wanted this this cup of water, so I'm going to grab it and I have it physically. Yeah, sure, but you have to work for it. You, it's not just, it's not, it's it's there for the taking, but you have to work towards that. You got to do the things. You got to take those steps to to do it. And if you don't know how, ask. That's the beauty of life. You can ask. Somebody's out there wants to teach people, get you where you want to go. I'm one of those people. I, I've, excuse me, I'm fortunate enough to know that that I was kind of a late bloomer in life. And in my late 30s, I realized that what I really, my purpose, my purpose in life was to help get people where they wanted to go. All right, here, here's the thing. Yeah, how to get people to change their mindset. Find your freaking purpose. You find your purpose, everything else in life is easy. It's just, it's, it's, it's easy. It's as easy as you make it, but it's up here. It starts here. You control your mind. If you control your mind, you have anything you want in the world. Facts. I firmly believe that. Absolutely.
I firmly believe that. I'm with you 100% there, you know, on on manifesting that and kind of controlling your mind. You can do it. I know at times, you know, when I went through those tough times and it's like, can I do it? And you're having those thoughts, you know, and you live in that box, like I said, um, that's where you got to reach and you got to really do it. And for me, that was it. You know, I had a couple of tragic deaths and that was where it was like, hey, you know, it's a disservice to not only my family, but to the people who passed, you know, they can't do mm-hmm. what they need to be doing. Um my boy dad, that was 18, a week after high school. And it was like, we planned, you know, me going in the Marine Corps. Um, what's funny is he got disqualified from the army because he said he had asthma. So it's kind of funny. Um, but it was like, we we mapped this whole next year out. You know, we said, hey, all right, you know, you're going to go to school over here. It's going to be six hours away. Fuck it. We'll do it on a weekend. I'll drive down to see you. And it was like, all right, that's gone. You know, once they're gone. So for me, it was kind of realizing, honing in and saying, hey, you know, you either do it, worst worst case scenario, you fail, you learn, you can apply that to new things. Yeah, um, yeah I, I was going to say, you know, failure, be, be, get get comfortable with it. Absolutely. I used to, I used to fear it, man. I, I agree there. It. It never, nobody likes failing, but you, you, but nobody likes failing because we have a negative, we, we've been taught to have a negative output on what failing means. Failing is a positive thing. I look at it like I was a sales guy for the last, you know, 25, 30 years of my life. Like sales, it's a numbers game. So if you fail, you're just that one step closer to a, to a year. Yes. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, but you, have to, you have to fight your mind. You have to control your mindset to realize like, okay, I've had five no's today. Cool. Cause I know if I talk to 10 people, or if I talk to if I if I call ten people, I'll talk to seven. Out of those seven, three of them will, will I'll have good conversation with. One of them, I'll close the deal. That's not bad. Those aren't bad. And if you can break your life down into like that, like I I, I mentioned, find find your purpose. If you want to make money, good on you. Go make money. You want to help people, save the world, kumbaya, great. Go do all that. Find your purpose. Because if you don't have a purpose, then you're just spinning your wheels and you're not sure what it is that you really want to do. Sit down, grab a piece of paper, grab a pen, write down your goals or your vision or things that you would like to achieve in this lifetime. Because now you got a roadmap and now you just fill in the little stepping stones to get there. I'm a big believer is I set my goals that are unattainable. And, and, and I've been... Oh my God, if I could count how many people, especially family members, like you're setting your goals way too lawfully. You need to stop that. Screw you. You don't get it. I don't ever want to achieve my overall goal because then I got nothing to chase anymore. You know what I'm saying? I have this immaculate goal where it's like rule the world. And I say that kind of jokingly, but it's like it's like I have all of this these things and, and and not just material things but but spiritual and and, and purpose driven stuff and it's like I have this big goal, but then I have these little goals, daily goals to help me move in that direction. So you're always moving forward. Kind of got off on tangent there. I sorry, but no, yeah. no, it that was perfect, brother. And, and what's funny is we're wrapping it up, but that's where the real stuff comes out is when we know, hey, we're on that good tack point. And, and you're right, 100% there. You know, finding that purpose definitely does help. For me, it was realizing that all these things happen in your life for a reason. And it's not because 
you you need to play this woe is me card. It's because you need to act up, you know, excuse me. You need to be able to grow and realize, you know, that all these things that happen are for a reason. You can teach it. You can learn from that situation. You can make sure, you know, so simple things that didn't happen for you, you can flip that script. So instead of saying, you know, I grew up this way, that's the way shit is. No, it's not. You know, the reason why it is that way is because you don't change. And two, you know, is you can always change your mindset. You can always work on being better. You can always learn something new just because you're, you know, particular age, you've hit somewhere, you know, doesn't mean that even if the people um, that have, you know, an excess of money and they think that, oh yeah, it's going to solve all your problems. Don't get me wrong. It may solve a lot of your problems, but the same things with the relationships, with right. not knowing what you want, having that emptiness. I know for me, I made like when I was doing um, straight commission, I had that good month, you know, and it was like the $7,000 check comes in. I didn't give a shit yeah. about anything, you know? And I was just like, oh yeah, let's buy this, let's buy this. Yeah. And it was just happy in the moment, but realizing, you know, that it wasn't going to last. And then when it doesn't last, going yeah. into that next month, and I love failing too, um, because failing allows you to really reassess yourself. But again, you're not going to know you're doing bad until you start doing bad. And then you say, hey, you know, what do I got to do from here? All right, maybe you got to put more work in. Maybe you got to talk to people. Um, I thought role playing was stupid. You know, I was one of those guys when I was young. Why am I going to role play with you? We could just do it. And it was just like, no, you role play because if you get those reps in and someone gives you an objection, you can get through it versus doing the, ah, ah, ah. oh, I got to talk to my wife. Okay. Well, let's get her on the phone right now. Let's call her. And so right. it was like learning that, hey, you know, you can use humor. You can figure out your way. Um, and I'd say that's the funniest thing definitely in sales as well. Um, is everybody has their own way. And when you try to replicate somebody else, in my experience, it doesn't work, you know, because you're trying to be something you're not that eventually you're going to run into that roadblock where it's like, hey, this isn't you. It just doesn't sound authentic versus, you know, when you come out the gate and you start learning on your craft and how you're going to be able to present something, how you're going to be able to help somebody. Um, I recently had another experience like that and it really changed my depiction of it because I was just like, you know what? I'm tired of selling this. Like, I don't want to do this anymore because I'm not getting anywhere. Maybe I've outgrown my environment. You know, maybe my environment outgrew me. And it was just like, no, you're selling wrong. So just clean this up, you know, leave a question, tie them down. Boom. You know, and once I did that, 10 cells in a day. And it was like, what did I do differently? I was just simply tying people down, you know, getting them, asking them those questions. Are you ready to move forward? Simple things that we overlook sometimes. So I definitely right. appreciate you going down that, brother. And last thing I'd say here for you, Adam, where could we find you if anybody's interested, you know, in learning more about you, getting involved with your organization? Oh, well, I appreciate that. Thank you. Uh, you can find me on all the Insta or all the social media platforms at Heroes Media GRP or at Mr. Adam Bird. Uh, and if you go to a company website is uh, www.heroesmediagroup.com. Awesome, brother. Well, thank you again for coming on the show today. I really appreciated, you know, getting to talk to you personally. And um, yeah. it was awesome, you know, because we both can relate in a lot of aspects. And then you adding that extra value was tremendous, brother. Thank you. Well, thank you. I appreciate it. Yo, well, I appreciate y'all for tuning in today. And if this podcast has helped you in any way, if it allowed you to put some tools on your tool belt, if it allowed you to open, expand those horizons, drop a five-star rating and leave an honest review. That way we can see how the podcast has helped you and how this podcast allowed you to get to the next level. Now, 
with the winner's paradigm, I'm gonna roll out some tools to be able to help you guys get to that next motherfucking level. First thing's gonna be tattoo aftercare. I go with Lucky 13s. Lucky 13's tattoo aftercare allows me to have my tattoos popping, be vibrant, allows me to express myself up to the fullest so I can be able to have that confidence to do whatever I as I please, right? So you're definitely gonna wanna check out Lucky 13's tattoo aftercare. Promo code is Lundizzle. Get 25% off. It's a no-brainer if you wanna look good. Now, if you're looking to build a dominant brand in 14 days or less, my man Zach Babcock's an expert in this podcasting game. You're going to want to check out Podcast Power Moves Academy, Podcast Powertrain. You can't go wrong. Now, if you're looking to gain more clients for your business, gain some passive income, my man Aaron Davis at the Urban Astronauts. Links also in the description. You can click on that. What he's able to do is garnish you more clients for your business and be able to allow you to make more money. So if I'm you, I don't know why you would want to make more money. Definitely go on and check out Urban Astronauts. Now, if you're a podcaster who's looking to book and schedule guests on your podcast, definitely check out Podmatch. I know that's something us podcasters deal with and it gets tough. So you're definitely going to want to check that out if you want to make your life easier. I've been doing it. It's a no brainer. Now, if you're looking into plant-based medicine, but you don't know where to start, Rafa 180 is perfect. You can call them up, let them know what you're interested in. Um, hey, I need CBD to go to sleep, for instance, and they're going to be able to guide you with that correct product that's going to help you out for your needs. So definitely call Rafa 180, links in the description. Check out their website to see what kind of products can be able to change your life. Now, if you're looking for video content or laser engraving, you're going to want to hit up my man, Eric Allen Media. We actually had him on the show. Wonderful guest. He's an expert in doing video content and laser engraving. Man does phenomenal work. He's going to knock your socks off. Definitely check him out. Now, if you're looking into credit repair, business credit, life insurance, 401k rollovers, small business consulting, tax services, retirement planning, immigration services, business funding, or financial literacy classes, A-plus financial solutions is for you. I'm going to drop them down below in the description. They're doing so much out there for their community, expanding horizons. If you want to get to that next level, don't know where to start, A-plus financial solutions is where you're going to be able to be. Now... For me, um, if you go to the winnersparadigm.xyz slash contact, you can be able to fill out a little inquiry there. Let me know exactly what you need, any questions you have, and I can direct you. I can let you know, hey, this is someone I have in my network who's going to be able to take care of you um, and set you up for success. So definitely fill that out. I'll take some time to be able to help you with whatever your needs are, and we can get you to that next level. As always, this is your boy, Alundis. It was a pleasure speaking every day. Um, I love being on the show, giving you that raw content, giving you those stories that actually matter, people who've been there, done shit, so you know exactly people understand where you're coming from. Keep fucking working every single day. You got this.